Hello and welcome to another episode of the Don't Give Her Up podcast. Uh, got pulled over by the police for speeding. Oh my god. <laughs> Andy, for some reason, decides he wants to flip the car. So he's there <laughs> flipping this little Fiat. And he went, Fancy. He said, You need to retire. Now, I look back on that, on that time in Wales, well, it's was pretty remarkable period of your life. The All Blacks are expected to win, and not only expected to win, but to do it with an ash. By the time I got offered a contract, I'd already signed for France. We found him unconscious in someone else's tent. Right, well, firstly, Wyn, it's, uh, it's nice that you've uh, accepted my offer to come back on the show. At least I'd done something right the first time around uh, with the podcast, and I haven't put you off podcasting. Um, but a huge congratulations is in order. We just had a chat just before we just started about uh, you getting picked for the Lions. Has it sunk in yet? Um, yes, I know, to be honest with you, obviously, you know, it's, it's been a week now and it's, it's, it's sunk in and, uh, yeah, it's just a, a massive honour, as I, I said to you earlier, but, um, yeah, at the same time, I don't think it's, it's probably sunk in until you, you get on that plane and, and get going and meet up with the boys, you know, um, still, still a month or so till then, still, still a lot of rugby to be played as well. So, um, yeah, I don't get too, too far ahead of myself, but, uh, not looking forward to it, uh, and the opportunity as well. Yeah, well, it's funny, really, because I, I had to look back at our last show uh, earlier today in preparation for the podcast, and I didn't even mention the Lions to you. And I, I felt quite guilty not doing that. But at that time, you, you had a few injuries at that time, didn't you? I don't think you, you only played, I think, what was it two games last Six Nations in 2020. So um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind for you, haven't it? Uh, yeah, you know... Um... Especially, you know, pre World Cup, I suppose I hadn't played much at all, to be honest with you. And mm. then uh, come out the World Cup, uh, into that Six Nations, picked up a few niggles, um, and that's rugby for you, know. But uh, no, fortunate enough, we went through the autumn, it was a bit of a, a tough time probably for the for the squad, but it was, it was time we needed together. And I think we built a lot in our, in our autumn uh, series to go into the Six Nations, you know, and it probably put us in a good place uh, going into the Six Nations. And yeah, I think results. You know, showed that then. Mm. Well, coming back to the Lions, did, did you have any inkling whatsoever that you were going to get picked? Because you know, I've, I've seen a few interviews with you know the likes of Courtney Lords and and stuff who didn't have an email, but they they got on the tour. Did did you have some sort of email? Uh, yeah, personally, I, we I had an email, uh, fortnight, whatever before, but you know, like you say, there could have been five hundred emails there. That was just mm. you know asking for availability and and whatever you know. So. I, yeah, I assume you know they sent a lot of emails out, and um, but yeah, no, we didn't have an inkling till the till actual announcement live on the video, you know, nothing at all, um, which is quite nerve wracking to us. The video, I'll be honest with you, and the live stream uh, seemed to have gone on for hours, but uh, it'd only been like a minute. But um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a, it's a nervous time for you as a player because obviously it's something you you always want to do, and you know you won't get a chance for another four years now, and. Um, yeah, it's just one of them things. It's, it's a massive honour and um, a privilege to have been picked now. Mm. And you found out in, in the car, was it? Yeah, it was a car. We were training at the time, so I ran off the pitch uh, straight after training. I didn't even shower. I just jumped straight in the car and I wanted to watch on my own. And um, 
ideally I would have liked to go home, but uh, I didn't have time, so I had to go for a drive through Starbucks and, and watch it in the car on my own. <laughs> With a Starbucks? Uh, yeah, that was, that was what I felt was right for me. <laughs> but did but did you have the sixth of May imprinted on your mind like weeks prior or months prior because you had such a great Six Nations that that, that date must have been imprinted on your mind? Uh, no, to be honest, I, I wasn't too sure when they'd when they'd uh, name the squad. Uh, didn't really want to get ahead of myself either. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. Six Nations, yeah, it personally went quite quite well for myself and the team. You know. Um, but then, you know, there's a lot of luck involved in both aspects of that. Uh, and you never know what sort, sort of team Warren wanted to pick for the Lions either. So, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't think too much about it, to be honest. I was, I was nervous the, the day of the announcement because you knew, you know, what what could be coming in your way and the privilege that comes with it. But uh, no, up till, till that date, I, I didn't think too much about it. I just kept kept my mind on, on playing week in, week out if I could. And... Uh, yeah, just just keep playing and keep performing, and so your hands in. Mm. And it's amazing how, you know, maybe two years ago, the likes of Sam Underhill, Jonathan Davis, they they would have been shoo-ins into the lion the lion squad in, in many people's lion squads, and you know, all of a sudden, some people game form, and you know, these sort of things can happen where they they don't get picked. What were the feelings like for you? Because we talked we talked earlier about the injuries that you had last year. Um, some players would have felt relief at getting in the squad because they would have been built up so much. But it's only been since the Six Nations that people have actually been going, when Jones is going to be my my test starting loose head. What were the feelings like for you when, when you found out? Um, yeah, like like I go back to, obviously, you know, it's, it's a relief and an honour. Um, a lot of it as well, I think, you know, for me personally, it was people coming up to you, ah, oh, you, you, know, you must be in. I mean, not uh, you know, I not must be in at all. Uh, yeah, and it's just uh, probably the really relief of it to get you know. That's what I said at home here is whether me now or not. It's just it'd be mm. nice to get the announcement over and done with by now, and uh, and just know know exactly what the summer ahead looks like, and and you know you can plan you know you can plan for your summer ahead and be it you know playing international rugby, playing for the Lions, or, or if it was a summer off, you know. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's why. For me now, it's, it's very exciting and I can't wait to, to get involved. Mm. And it must have been hard for you to sort of shy away from, you know, the build-up to the, the announcement because obviously everybody's had this say, everybody's named their squads, their predicted squads and their predicted test lineups. What Was that hard to ignore? Um, uh, yeah. Yes, I know, to be honest. I don't tend to look much on social media and uh, papers, etc. So, so for me personally, I, yeah, I didn't really look into that very much, you know. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I, I knew in the Six Nations I'd done as much as I could possibly do, I, you know. Um, and that was it. And if it's to be, it's to be. And if not, it's not to be, you know. And yeah, and that's that's the how it goes. Have you had any advice from players that were picked? Because obviously, I, I saw the pictures of you with some of the Scarlet boys holding your jersey. Have you had any? Sort of advice from the likes of Liam Williams, Falatows, and who are going on like their second and third tours. Yeah, obviously, you know, um, the likes of uh, Liam Williams and uh, Ken. Obviously, they're they're two to go tos now. You know, you've been there before, done it. Uh, yeah, like Liam Penny came up to me after the announcement. You know, I was gutted for him myself, but um, you know, he came up to me and said, "Oh, just enjoy it, mate. Uh, you know, make the most of it. It's a class experience, this and that." And you know, 
you yeah you just you just come up to me and, and made me realize yeah you gotta you gotta take it in whilst you can because you know you're not always going to be a rugby player you'll soon be retired after and you know and the likes of someone like Lee with all that experience you know uh, to come up to me and, and just and say that was meant a lot to me mm. when we last spoke I, I think I saw you uh, you uh, said something in a press conference the other day about your wedding is it is it safe is it still safe because the last time we spoke it was the pandemic that that put it to uh put it to the side is it going to be safe this year now yeah we've chosen the 4th of september this year now so hopefully um uh it'll be plenty of time for us to fly back from south africa and and hopefully it'll be a month before the wedding ends so uh nothing just crossed now all the restrictions and stuff hopefully it would have been lifted by then and uh we can actually uh Second time round, hopefully now we get married. Yeah. Um, going back to the Lions, do, do you have any memories of the Lions growing up? Um, yeah, you know, obviously I uh, always watched it. And the, the probably the latest memory for me was four years ago and I was going on my first Welsh tour to mm. Tonga and Samoa and the Lions were in New Zealand and the hype and stuff around it then. Yeah, I just remember it being such a, a big thing for the Lions myself is quite surreal, if I'm honest with you. And... Um, yeah, I often think back to four years ago where I hadn't even had a, a test cap, you know. So, um, mm. yeah, it's been a whirlwind four years for me. But, um, mm. yeah, I just I just keep enjoying it all the way. It's amazing how, how everything moves so quickly in, in sport. Because I remember, I think, Sam Warburton in 2009 was making his first test appearance for Wales against USA. And then four years later, he's, he's captaining the Lions. So it's amazing how... Everything goes so quickly, isn't it? But um, but did you did you watch any of the um the documentaries? Because obviously there's the famous Living with the Lions from 1997, which will uh you know will resonate with a lot of British fans going into this tour, especially. Uh yeah, I think I've watched some of the earlier ones, but um, you know, since since probably being a professional rugby player, to be honest, I haven't watched the the latest one. Um, yeah, because yeah, and I, I can't tell you why. To be honest with you, it's just uh. It's probably because you probably experienced a lot of the similar things in in camp and stuff, and it's one of the things I'm, I haven't got room to watch now. Yeah, but I, I think Sam Warburton said that when he had his 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 kit, he had his first kit with the Lions. He felt like a bit like a kid because he had his name on it, and he always grown up wanting to be a lion. Have you had your kit? Yeah. No, I haven't had nothing yet. No, but um, yeah. I mean this. It's always whatever level you play at. It's nice to get kit, isn't it? You know, for, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll definitely be surreal to see your name on a on the Lions kit and all embroidered out for yourself. And that's probably the moment you'll have to pinch yourself and think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big moment in your life. It's the, it's the biggest honour you can get. And uh, yeah, it's something I'm I'm really looking forward to. Mm. What was your phone like the day the announcement was made? Because I think the last time we we talked, I, I asked you, you know. Or your family were like when you made your Wales debut and you, you were picked for the squad. And I think you said you waited for your parents to uh, to find out on, on the internet themselves. Um, so was that different this time around? Uh, well, no, we all found out at the same time this time. So it was, uh, it was a bit of a weird one. But um, yeah, as soon as the announcement was done, my phone didn't stop, to be honest. It just kept kept whistling through messages all the time. But uh, yeah, everyone's been so supportive. Um, we even had like cards to the house. You know, my first ever rugby coach, he, he gave me a card. Um, Someone who I probably haven't spoken to for a few years now, but uh, yeah, it's, it's people like that who mean a lot to me, uh, and I'm grateful for them as well, you know. And um, no, it's nice to see people like that um, really support you all the way, really. And 
uh, it's probably nice for them as well to see someone that they maybe have coached or, or know at a personal level um, having been selected for the Lions. And on the last tour, I think if you if you watch the DVD for the last tour um, or talk to any of the boys, I think they had to learn each other's anthems on the tour. Are you looking forward to that side of things? Yeah, I think rugby's all about meeting people, you know, and um, I'm really, you know, looking forward to meeting the boys from the other nations. Um, and, you know, you know, fun little activities I got to, which are part of the Lions, part of the tradition, I suppose. And, um, yeah, and I'm I'm excited to get stuck into it. Mm. And have you been in touch with any of the boys on, on social media from the other countries? Uh, no, the only one I would have spoken to briefly would be Tagburn because he used to play with us at the Scarlet, you know. So, um, no, apart from that, no, nothing. Um, just just meet them the other day and, and get to know them. Mm. And, and do you know when you actually do meet up? Because I know there's the game with Japan at the end of next month. Do you have to meet two weeks prior? Yeah. Yeah, I think we meet up like two weeks prior. It's not the usual build up you normally get but um mm. due to covid obviously you know it's, it's a bit different uh but yeah i'm sure you know that's, that's the thing with rugby as soon as you join any team you've instantly got 15 23 or you know 32 mates or whatever and plus mm. the whole team behind as well so um yeah that's the thing with rugby everyone pulls together and, and there's one team you know so um, no, i'm sure it'll be uh, great fun mm. and, and looking back at the performances in the six nations win apart from obviously the heartbreaking defeat to France in, in the last moments in that final game, things couldn't have gone any better for you personally, could they? Uh, yeah, like I alluded to earlier, sometimes it's a lot of luck, you know, if, if the ball happens to come your way, uh, decisions go your way and just have plenty of game time as well, you know, um, as a player, that's all you want really and I was fortunate enough to, to stay injury-free throughout the campaign, play plenty of minutes and... Uh, yeah, and plenty of minutes on the field, and that's the biggest thing you want as a player. Uh, and it's probably the biggest frustra- frustration if, if not expected or injured something that you know. But um, yeah, like I said, like I've said before, it's just a sport and that's rugby. And I was fortunate enough to play enough in the in the Six Nations and and put my hand up for it. You know, there was a lot of pressure on on Wayne Pivak prior to the tournament. Obviously, we had the loss to Scotland and Ireland that put the pressure on him and and the team itself. Um, but where do you think things have changed? Because, you know, there was a huge difference if you look at that Scotland loss at home uh, at Parque Scarlet compared to the, the France game away, even though we lost there, the character that the side showed. Where do you think things changed? Yeah, I think, well, the, firstly, we were back in the National Stadium. Uh, mm. That felt more a home for us to begin with, you know, and we came into the Six Nations knowing that, you know, in, in international rugby, it's the results don't matter. Uh, you get judged on results. And, you know, it just showed in the Six Nations, we um, obviously, you know, if a few red cards went our way. Um, but, that, you know, that's out of our hands and we took every opportunity we had and, you know, could have easily won the Grand Slam at the end. It came down to literally the last last second, the last game. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, we didn't we didn't quite make it. But I think we, we put in a good performance in, in Paris, one that we can be proud of. Mm. You must have thought somebody you've pissed somebody off or something because the two red cards were on yourself, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's nature of the game now. You know, there's a lot mm. more red cards been in been in this year, and you know, neither were were deliberate. You could say it's just just it's just rugby, and it it, it happens sometimes. You get timings wrong or things move last minute, and you know, I mean, it's not as if it's stamped to the head or you know, it was something real intentional like that. It's just it's just. Unfortunately, it's part of the game now, and 
and nothing's missed really. Mm. And that France defeat, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking. I, I locked myself in my room in a dark room because I, it, it was just so heartbreaking. I think everybody was the same as well, but you made the nation very proud, especially during the pandemic. You know, everybody was talking about, you know, the buzzing whales at that time, Grand Slam fever. Um, but in some ways, long term, can the boys learn from that more than what they would have done if they'd won? Um, yeah, you know, sometimes it's like rugby comes down to fine margins and that game really, you know, we felt as if we, we should have had a penalty try once mm. in the driving mall, you know, and on another day it would have been a penalty try and we would have won the game, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, there's no one to blame. It's just one of them things. Um, and yeah, as I say, on, on a different day, we could could have won that game uh, comfortably as well, you know, if, if that try had, if that try had been allowed, we'd been eight eight points ahead in the last minute of the game and we'd be Grand Slam champions but um, you know that's ifs and buts it, it didn't go that way and we didn't win the game you know so um, yeah we, we'll learn for next time and uh, yeah we, we look forward to next next year already you know? Yeah and obviously you and the Scarlets boys would, would know Wayne Pivak, Pivak better than most um, obviously you, he's well high regarded at the Scarlets and now obviously with Wales he had a bit of a tough start but now uh, things are looking brighter Um do you, did you see any sort of change in the way he handled the side from that defeat to Scotland onwards? Because it seemed like everything seemed a bit more positive after that Scotland defeat. It was like that was the last defeat. Now we'll we'll play some of the the youngsters like Shane Lewis, who's James Botham, Yoan Lloyd, Callum Sheedy had a chance. Do you think blood in these youngsters have really helped us? Yeah, definitely. You know, myself when when we did Tonga Samoa, we had a young young team and we blooded a lot of youngsters there. And really, fast forward four years, and there's a lot of the boys who who played the first cup there who, who are playing now as well. I mean, so um, mm. yeah, definitely as a player, you only want an opportunity, and I think a lot of boys had the opportunity in the autumn, and it was good for them, you know. And they, everyone learned from that, uh, and yeah, for the for the whole squad, I think that was really good. Mm. Obviously, a week later, we eventually became champions um, after Scotland beat France. Um, did yeah. you watch that game with the squad or was it because of COVID you couldn't watch it together? Uh, because of COVID, we couldn't. No. So, um, we all just watched it at home individually. Um, I've never been so nervous watching a different team play, you know, so um, <laughs> it's horrible and it's out of your hands. But, uh, yeah, no, to, to be fair to the, to the Scottish boys, they put in a, a real big performance away in, in Paris and to come away with a win is uh, something, you know, very special and, no, in all fairness, I thought, I thought they played really well, and um, yeah, it's probably the role reversal of, of our our game with France. You know, where where Scotland take in the last minute, but uh, yeah, no, that that was a massive win win for them and and for us as well. You know, so we can only thank them for that. Mm, need to get Van der Merwe a few pints out in South Africa, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, from the outside looking in, it, it seems obviously Byron Haywood left his role, and Gethin Jenkins came in uh, and and took up the defensive coach's role. Um, what was it being like working with Gethin? Because has he had an influence on you as well? Has he he'd be giving you any any tips, loose head to loose head? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, Gethin would have been someone I'd have looked up to as a, as a young young boy and 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 player coming through the ranks. You know, as arguably one of the best loose heads in the world. And yeah, to have someone like that coach, you know, is can only be an advantage to. Do you know what I mean he's um, he obviously understands his defence very well, but obviously for us props as well, he can give us, a, you know, he always gives us good tips uh, 
across the board, really. And it's, you know, you look up to someone who's been there, done uh, ticked all the boxes, to be fair to him. And, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a massive help to us, Pops. Mm. Well, when I'd like to round the discussion off with a, a bit bit of chat about the Scarlets. Um, on the weekend, obviously, there was a great victory over over the Ospreys, but you know, at the end of the game, I, I think everyone in the media was shocked when Glenn Delaney, Delaney revealed that he was resigning. Um, did you did you see that come in, or or had he told the players, you know, weeks prior? No, no one knew before the game. Uh, as I understand, I, I don't think uh, Glax wanted to to make it about himself. He, he didn't want any other boys to know. You know, um, mm. he's a top look and all the players loved him. Uh, yeah, he's definitely out the players' hands. Otherwise, he'd still be with us, you know. But, um, yeah, so, and, and that's all I can comment on it now, to be honest with you. He's mm. a top look, top coach, and uh, I'm sure he'll go on to, to big things as well. Mm. And obviously, you've got a game up against the Blues on, on the weekend. I'm not sure if you're in the starting lineup or, or on the bench. Um, when you're going into these final games with the Scarlets, is it hard not to have the Lions at the back of your mind? Because, you know, there could be injuries potentially for some of the Lions and, and hopefully nothing happens to you. But is it hard to, to get that out of the back of your mind? Yes, I know. Probably pre-game, you, you do camp, I think, about that a little bit. But uh, mm. you need to keep playing as well. You know, you don't want to be going to the Lions cold and such. So it's the nature of a, a rugby player, really. You've got to keep playing and... Uh, you know, if you're unfortunate to catch a catch a knock, you do. But you know, it's one of them things where you got to keep playing. I think. Mm. And and recently, I think in January, you signed a new contract uh, with a club. And and saying that, is it your aim to stay at the Scarlets now for the rest of your career, or or is there potential for you to to maybe look further ahead and, and maybe go to France, England, or even the States later on in your career? Um, I think as as I get older, I'd probably be more open to. The suggestion of, of going elsewhere at the time, I it was pre Six Nations. Um, I felt as if I hadn't played enough for Wales, I wanted to play more. And the lines around the corner as well, you know, it was a, it was a few different things on my mind. I, I you know, Scarlet's was the best place for me at, at this current time, and yeah, it, it's definitely been the right decision for myself, you know. But um, there might come a day where I want to try something new and I want to experience somewhere else. Um, I've been with Scarlet's my whole career, you know, so. Um, Sometimes it's good to go elsewhere and, and experience maybe different cultures or just a different team. But um, yeah, at the moment it's, it's a good place to be, and I, I'm yeah I'm happy I stayed. Mm. Well, all the best for for Saturday against the Blues, and you know it goes out saying it's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and all the best for uh, the summer with the Lions. Uh, hopefully you can bring the the series back home, uh, and maybe we'll get another Welsh man of the series this time of forward. <laughs> so we, yeah, we'll see you that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks a lot, Win. Um, all the best again, and uh, good luck, mate. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Win. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate.